0: Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Uh, it's a, a foodie beginning to this particular episode, and I, I, I need to talk directly to you. I'm rather jealous of something that you've got tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay, tomorrow. yeah. So t- t- tomorrow, you've got you've got one day off the show. Yes. Uh, and you were telling me that there is one particular part of your day tomorrow that you are looking forward to around <laughs> <a> about <laughs> lunchtime as you head down to see your folks.
1: So my parents live in Exmouth. Obviously we live in Leon Sea And I'm navigating via fleet services. because mm. it's, it's such a great service station. It's one
0: of the best. Particularly southbound.
1: Southbound, lovely, 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 lovely. And uh, the bit I'm looking forward to the most is that my, my other half is vegetarian. So we very very rarely get to pop into places like KFC. Oh, I haven't had a KFC in ages. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to stop at Fleet Services tomorrow and just have a take my time and have a lovely KFC.
0: A, a KFC is such a treat. But what to, what a to have
1: there? What do you think I should have? I haven't had
0: one for such a long time. I think that you get really good value for money with their with their boneless sort of select fillet kind of things it's because like a bucket of stuff. Yeah, but the, but but the boneless ones because if you are getting the like the actual pieces that uh-huh. are on the bone,
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're
0: paying for bone as well, and you can't eat that unless you're a dog.
1: So just <laughs> That's get a good the, rule of thumb, that is. Get the boneless ones, I would. Is that cheaper than uh, a... Little bit, little bit. Do you know, do you know what, and, and this is... Um, I, I feel like we can talk about this here. One of the reasons why this is going to be so particularly sweet for me to just have some time and have a KFC is... Um, I told you about this personally. I've not mentioned it on the show, but last time I was away from home and decided right, I'm going to have a KFC, I was on the way back from a board game convention... <laughs> And I sat down to have it, genuinely, tucked the, uh, tucked the napkin into me top, ready to go, just outside Coventry. And one of the guys that I'd befriended at the board game uh, convention tapped me on the shoulder and said, all right, Andy, do you mind if I join you? <laughs> and he didn't eat anything. He was waiting for his electric car oh, to charge up. I remember. And he sat and watched me eat the whole thing, and I've never eaten so fast in my life. <laughs> so I just want to put that right. Uh, Get yourself a big bar. Bu- the only downside, the only
0: downside with a KFC on the move at a motorway service station is it is the kind of it's very rich food. If you've got a delicate stomach like myself,
1: oh right, yeah, yeah. you
0: need to have a strategic services that you know that you can go to in around about forty-five minutes. Oh
1: wow, so I, I'm I'm you know targeting fleet to stop for the food, and I need another target for something else a bit Yeah, later I on.
0: reckon there's a, there's a there's a good one a sort of Andover on the A303. I reckon that's where you'd be looking. <laughs> Perfect spot.
1: This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. So just a bit of um, breaking personal use uh, news in terms of my household, the Bush household, uh, after a disagreement the other night about putting clothes away, uh, I have put myself forward for being responsible for all the laundry duties in our house. Oh. Uh, and, I, you know, in a kind of like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, just you watch. I, I, how, how difficult will it be? Just you watch. Uh, so, as of tomorrow, uh, my other half, Katie, hands over all laundry responsibilities to me in a kind of folded flag, crisp pattern Hong Kong thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, the weird thing is, though, and this is what's got me, slightly, got in my head a little bit. As a parting shot, um, as we were talking about it last night, Katie said to me, you are aware that there are rules for laundry that you need to follow she's right well what are the laundry rules i've never even heard of these before i I said to her yeah i know them i know the laundry rules but then i walked away and thought damn what are the laundry rules
0: my friend you're lucky you are lucky because you are speaking to somebody who already holds complete responsibility for laundry in our house.
1: I wonder if that's how it works for people's houses. You just have one person or the other. Like, is it get too complicated to like, share laundry responsibility? Like?
0: I don't think you can share it. I think it's going to be one or to
1: Yeah, you're on each other's turf yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Do you know, what I mean? so, you know the laundry? Is this like a booklet? A pamphlet? Uh, it's an unspoken code. Oh, it's, it's a
0: code that you sort of share. It's no, no one writes it down.
1: Because I'm worried because I'm going to be completely honest with you. Cause I, I've always been the one that doesn't do the laundry because Katie's scared of me ruining all of her clothes yeah. and shrinking stuff. But I don't really understand how to work our washing machine. Like that famous <laughs> advert. for... In the eighties, he's reading the back of it, and it's all pouring out. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what any of the symbols mean or anything. So, but I've, this has got to work. Do you know what I mean? I've got to prove my point.
0: I'd say before you sit down and read the instruction manuals for yet another board game, learn what the uh, the washing symbols mean because that's going to be your most important bit of learning first
1: of all. Wow, well, uh, washing machine programming for two to four players yeah. takes two <laughs> or three hours.
0: Uh, Paul says, and he's quite right here, risk-free 30 degrees, my friends. No one ever got a rollicking for washing something too cold.
1: So do you, in your responsibility in your house, because you do all the laundry, do you do you mess around with the temperatures or are you just a 30 degree kind of guy? No, I
0: absolutely uh, change temperatures. So 30 degrees for most things, I right. find, because it's good for the environment as well. Yeah. Uh, then uh, with towels, I would do towels and bedding at around about 60 because then that's getting all the germs and bacteria out.
1: What are you doing with your towels? Uh, <laughs> Gabby in Wales says, the circle with the X in it means you've got to draw a circle and dry it in the middle. Chalk washes off after they're dried, I find. She's she trying to get me into some trouble there?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to a I'm word I'm not drawing on me clothes. No way, no way, no way.
1: Thanks, Gabby. Cheers for that. Cheers for nothing. I
0: don't have chalk as part of my portfolio. Uh, Darren, you got a hack for Bush? Yes, mate.
1: You cannot mix colours with whites.
0: Walls go in separate. Lights and darks go in separate and towels need to be washed at a hot temperature.
1: Wowee, I almost wanted to get that knitted and put on the wall like one of them things you get in country houses. Do so you sound like you're like Richie in that you've won the, the laundry yeah. uh, uh, thing in your house, that's contract. the gold. I have the gold cup sitting on the side. The gold cup? Yeah, for, for the washing. I've won, I, I I won the, won the confidence of doing the best washing.
0: I love the concept of actually having like a, a gold uh, washing bulb that you might pour, pour the liquid into just Brit. to recognise who is the best in the house. The Britain Britain's best washer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I will also say you only get one shot of this because if you mess it up, they never let it down.
0: Darren, let's put him on the spot here, see if he can answer this question. Are you a powder or a uh, liquid tab family? The trouble is with powder is it clogs it all up and you have to keep cleaning out the drawer.
1: With the liquids, it goes straight in. It just keeps the drum nice and clean then. He really is into his washing, isn't he? He knows it all, yeah. He does know his stuff. So, just a friendly bit of advice for you. With an undercurrent of menace. I like that. Great to speak to you.
2: <laughs> this is The Daily Takeaway. Daily
1: uh, Takeaway. Jason says, I don't know if this is true, he says, guys, if you have an iPhone, you can take a photo of the label and then at the bottom, there'll be a little symbol to click the information and it will show you what each symbol means on the label for you to wash in and make sure you get it right. Some of them, yes. Good job I haven't got an iPhone then, is it?
0: <laughs>
1: Brilliant.
0: <laughs> do it for Android then? <laughs> There are people trying to help you. You've got to take it from that, okay? When you've got a
1: Nokia 3210, there's not down for you, okay. is there?
0: Uh, good one here. Don't use fabric softener when washing towels. It affects the absorbency, which is ironically from Alan
1: and Staines. <laughs> That's a brilliant name. Uh, Keith says, uh, laundry rules, the only rule you'll need to follow for stress-free laundry is this. When you've loaded up, before hitting the start button, always, always retrace your steps to the laundry basket, visually scanning as you go. There will always be one sock that you've dropped en route. Imagine starting a two-hour Cycle that you can't break into knowing that one sock isn't in there. I guarantee you, Andy, it will spoil your day.
0: Correct, and knowing you, it really would spoil your day.
1: That would literally ruin my entire day. Maybe my even even my week. Who knows? <laughs> uh, we've got Bex on the line with a bit of advice. Bex, what's your take on this?
2: Yeah, you need to get the laundry sheets. It's like powdered laundry detergent, but in a sheet, it's so much better. It's a lot easier, less mess, and way better for the environment.
1: Because I, I get quite confused, because I remember that, you know, you used to put powder in fine. Then you can add the detergent, and again, don't even get me started on what drawer's supposed to go in what, because that's confusing as well. And then now you can get these little capsules that have got a bit of both of them you don't need to do the other stuff so if i should get rid of all of that and just put a sheet in there that that would be a lot easier for me
2: yeah well you don't even have to put it in the drawer you can just put it straight in the drum so it saves like the mess in the drawer because the drawer gets all dirty as well
0: yes now bex i i, I am an experienced launderer <laughs> uh, and i haven't heard of these sheets so oh. can i ask a question because this is this is all this must hurt an education <laughs> <laughs> does that mean that you can mix colors and stuff now
2: I still wouldn't do that. It's still not risky. Because the colours run, especially if you're feeling like pink, colored white, coloured white. They're, scr- the, with them. The,
1: they're scrambling, you they think, it's the powers that be, don't want you to find they out. They want us to mess up. Exactly. <laughs> Possibly. Cheers, Bex. Cheers. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's a real honour to welcome back to uh, the show Ellie from the Kent Big Cat Sanctuary. Ellie, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. You? We're very good, although we were a little bit concerned. On last night's show, we had this breaking news about uh, uh, an issue with the Blue Boy oil painting when it was in transit on its way to you at the Big Cat Sanctuary.
2: I know, I know. Very sad, very sad. Talk us through what happened. happened. (laughs) So, yesterday morning, I got a a call from front house to say he'd arrived. So very excited. I went up to collect him, and as soon as I was handed the parcel, I knew I knew it was broken. Oh dear! Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the. Uh, Van driver would have known that as well, and so I think he dropped it
0: off and ran.
1: It's not the guy who texted the show yesterday <laughs> is it, by chance. We had we had a few uh, delivery drivers on. We're talking about broken uh, goods, yeah, and uh, that seems I to be, be fairly common. That. yeah
0: So Ellie, is it you now that is having to try and put the blue boy back together? Because we're very grateful.
1: No, no.
2: I've spoken to the maintenance team, and Terry, very kindly, who's the head of our maintenance team, came up and collected him this morning. Has Terry dealt with hey, fine hey, art before? <laughs> I- I don't think so, but not looking at his face. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, uh, so so just to confirm, Terry, your maintenance man, who's never dealt with fine art before, is currently sticking back together what we think to be, according to the expert from Antiques Roadshow, a priceless Gainsborough original. Yeah. What
2: does Terry normally do? Over the moon at at doing it as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what is his normal expertise for Terry?
2: Um, So they do all of the maintenance all over the site, so it could be... um, Plumbing, building, <laughs> they're uh, constructing oh. uh, enclosures at the moment. And <laughs> restoring fine art. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a new a uh, new job for him. He's going to
1: stick a flue so
3: pipe it, on it, <laughs> isn't he? <Yeah.
2: laughs> so Little plumbing guy. He has spent the day with the maintenance team. Yeah. Then he's being brought back to me uh, by the end of today. Yeah. Um, tomorrow we have a full day um, planned for him of oh, yeah. different um, cats to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the African lion to the cheetahs, snow leopards, so we're going to take him around the whole sanctuary, basically. Wow.
0: Mild, mildly concerned, mildly yeah. concerned as to the fact that the blue boy couldn't really stomach a trip in a transit. <laughs> How is he going <laughs> to cope in a wild cat sanctuary?
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's
1: all down to Terry's handiwork now, isn't it, really? Yeah.
2: Yes. Hopefully he's going to do a good job. We will look after him and make sure he has a good day uh, trip round, and then we're going to decide where uh, he should have his final resting place.
1: Sounds very final, that <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know something we don't? <laughs>
3: final resting place.
1: Wow. Oh dear, it's gone uh, south so yeah,
2: We might hang him in one of our lodges actually. We've got beautiful lodges that you can stay in, so it might look quite good in one of those. Not
1: okay, lovely. so yeah. I reckon people are listening to this thinking. I, I've been thinking about wanting to see some big cats up close for ages. Yeah. I also am into yeah. fine art yeah. uh, and seeing yeah. the blue boy in real life, IRL, as yeah. they say on the internet. Uh, where are you guys? How do people get tickets to come and see the blue boy in situ and, of course, the big cats?
2: OK, so we are in Smarden in Kent. Um, so if you visit our website, www. obviously <laughs> the big cat sanctuary, um, uk Uh we do experiences down here. Um we have beautiful lodges you can stay in. You can come and hand feed a big cat. Wow. Um, we do corporate events, uh private, you know, engagements. So yeah. Um there's lots to do down here and it's beautiful. So it is a lovely day out. And if you guys want to come down, just let me know.
1: Oh, that's very kind. That would be lovely. Well, listen, (laughs) count us in. And we cannot wait. Godspeed, Terry, if you're listening to this. And we will check in with you later on in the week. Thank you so much, Ellie.
2: Okay, super. Speak to you soon daily
1: takeaway. Now, I think um, I think I've just narrowly avoided a relationship trap in the past <laughs> 25 minutes on the show. Congratulations! Thank you very much. I've been I've been uh, sailing in kind of choppy seas uh, in tonight. Have n't I? Well, you have with the laundry debacle. Laundry debacle earlier on. Uh, my friend James has just uh, very kindly offered me at the 11th hour uh, tickets to go and see uh, my beloved Everton against Fulham this evening. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm off uh, early doors tomorrow to go to Devon to go and see my family uh, tomorrow on my own. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Me and my brother and my dad can go and watch a, a local guitarist who plays different guitar styles. That'd be good. Do, do covers and stuff yeah. tomorrow. So I'm, I'm having a bit of a jolly with my family tomorrow. So I'm obviously getting out of the childcare side of things. So I've just I did text uh, Katie to say I've just been offered uh, tickets to go and see. I love the- that. I love Everton? those texts that are sort of they're, yeah. they're sent as sort of like
0: a it's like a dip in the toe in the water. Yeah,
1: just sort of testing the water, just fishing, just to see what it was yeah. like. A uh, Bit of a delay because you could see when it's been read, mm-hmm. and then it just came back from Katie. In lowercase, okay. Yeah, that uh, that is. Is. so you've said no. I, I've gone back and said no. It's absolutely, it's fine. I'm you, just going to leave it. I'll, I'm back. You know, I'm going off early tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, I'll be back really late because it's hard to get back from Fulham. Last time I went, we lost as well. So uh, it's fine. I'm going to leave it. You've definitely avoided a trap. Well played. Thank you. Like Admiral Akbar said yeah. in Star Wars, <laughs> it's a trap.
2: This is the daily takeaway. The, daily takeaway. the noise of the past. It's
0: Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades.
1: Absolute 80s. And the key thing with the app is this, you can choose the music that goes with the show. Uh, We're focusing on the 1980s uh, with Sound of the Decade at the moment. And this is flummoxing absolutely everyone. A sound effect from the 1980s. What is this? No one can guess it so far. Uh, Let's see if Alison can. How are you, Alison? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, Alison, do let us know what your plans for this evening are.
3: Um, not a lot. I'm going to label up my marmalade that I've just made and oh, wow. um, watch the t- TV with the dogs, I think.
1: What are you going to do to your marmalade?
3: I'm, I've just made some marmalade and I've got to put labels on it to tell me what it is.
1: What, marmalade? It's, mar- it's straight-up marmalade, isn't it?
3: It's special marmalade that's going to be entered into a competition in a few weeks, I think. Oh, whoa! Oh, ho, 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 ho. so much to talk about!
1: Uh, well, tell us the competition it's going in for and what particular category.
3: Um, I've got to go into the category where I might have won before, so it's an open category.
1: Humble brag. It's wow.
3: Down, I haven't won it for several years. Um, it's only fun, and it's down at the Watercrest Beds in Abinjahama.
1: Oh, my word. Well, that oh, sounds wow. amazing. So is it, is it like a is it like a jam and marmalade kind of... Uh, what do you call those things? Like a uh, preservative yeah. festival?
3: No, it's just marmalade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> the, tells Ab- me. the Avenger Hammer Marmalade Festival. There you go, let's get it down. <laughs> right. What radio station of choice do you listen to this home time show
1: with?
3: Probably 90s or all the, the decades.
1: Good on you. Have you got a favourite kind of 90s band? you a bit of a Britpop so-and-so, Alison?
3: Um, yes, yep. Yeah. My boys grew up in that era and I like, yeah, a lot of the music. Um, Oasis, Travis. Stone Roses, all of that wow. sort of
1: thing. All the greats? And, uh, you know, would you ever name your marmalade after, like, a band or something like that? Or I don't know what you call it. What do you call your marmalade?
3: I call my marmalade ginger and orange. Very boring.
1: Oh, darn. what it says on the tin. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yep. Right.
0: Have a listen to this sound
1: from the 80s, Alison. <laughs> what is that?
3: I think it's an electric carving knife.
1: Have you been shouting this at the radio when you've heard other people guess it and get it wrong?
3: I've, yeah, I have been since last week, since last Tuesday.
0: Have you ever used an electric carving knife in making marmalade?
3: No, I haven't, but my father-in-law used to use one and I always used to get a bit scared because it looked a bit like a hedge cutter and he was a bit wild with it. Oh.
1: It does. It's a bit aggressive, isn't it? Is it an electric carving knife?
3: You're a
2: winner and you've won.
1: Yes, it was an electric carving knife. Alison, well done. Brilliant. (laughs) Well, listen, here's some more information on that iconic item. In the 1980s, the electric
0: carving knife gained popularity as a modern kitchen tool, offering a convenient and efficient alternative to manual carving methods. Its serrated blades made slicing through meats and foods quicker, reflecting a growing trend towards time-saving innovations in meal preparation
1: during that era. Well done, Alison. It was a carving knife. You've won yourself a home-time DAB digital radio. How does that feel?
3: That's great. The only radio I've got is a wind-up one for when we have power cuts here. Wow. <laughs> well. Uh, a
0: digital radio and and possibly winning more Marmalade competitions. What a time you're having,
3: Alison. Yeah, Kingfisher Farm Shop do one every year.
1: Well, there you go. Keep us posted on how you get on in the competitions, but surely this is a bit of good news, and you have guessed uh, the sound of the decades. Well done. The Daily
2: Takeaway. Russian Ritchie's Daily Takeaway.
1: We love Toasty Tuesday, time to fire up our Breville. These ingredients could be nasty, but still we're going to eat you. There you go, that's the one.
0: High hopes for this week after the abomination that was the coffee-infused toasty last week. Uh, And we're very excited because this week uh, a, a suggestion for a recipe for a toasty has come from America. America.
2: Hey, Bush and Richie, it's Casey here from America. I'm a huge fan of the show, and I love your Toasty Tuesdays, so I thought a fun one could be a peanut butter fluffernutter. You take white bread, peanut butter, and a lot of marshmallow fluff, throw it all on there and toast it up, and it's a great sandwich. Anyway, thanks so much. Love the show.
0: I mean, obviously, it's not literally come from America. Casey obviously lives over here and does listen to
1: the Hometime Show, but this is exciting. A recipe from a pro... Oh, my God. I'm so Sorry. A recipe from across the pond, uh, you know, they do good combinations over there. That mm. You can't get any more American than uh, peanut butter, no. but also uh, marshmallows in there as well. Yeah. Would never have put those two together in my life.
0: What does she call it just now? A fluffer mucker or something? Or Some was kind it? of... Nutty fluffer or something?
1: Something like that. <laughs> we'll <laughs> have to <laughs> listen back to our message. Listener Casey's given us a voice note uh, about how to make uh, uh, an American delicacy called the peanut butter fluffer nutter.
0: The problem we have at the moment is, is not how it's going to taste. It's just actually saying it and remembering what it's called. <laughs> I can you've you've started assembling
1: it there, Richie. Yeah. It's the size of a doorstep.
0: <laughs> I know with I'm with, concerned. <laughs> with peanut butter and marshmallows in it. We're gonna head to the toaster and we'll let you know next how it tastes.
1: This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Richie's just given me a five or six minute safety lecture and handed me <laughs> gauze gloves and I'm, loads of tissues.
0: I'm really worried about this. I'm genuinely worried about this. I've never done, I, I always do the toasting. I've uh-huh. never done a toasty uh, where it's it, it's bubbled and sounded like a boiling pan before. Well,
1: this is uh, this is the marshmallows for you, isn't it? It
0: its yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, as a result, though, because you could hear sort of like a chemical explosion inside, I don't feel that the bread is toasted as, as, as much as it needs to be. Okay. But you literally couldn't let it toast any longer. So, it's quite a wet and soggy one. So, here's yours. <laughs> okay. um, go... Ca- <laughs> you got you got go state, first. You go first. Go carefully.
1: It's pink. It's got yeah. pink oozing out the side of it. Uh,
0: so, yeah, it's, it's got... Well, they're, they're pink and white marshmallows inside. I've gone heavy on the peanut butter as well. A very timid bite there taken by Bush. Um He's not, he's not going now. You're not dancing up and down in pain. I, I was worried it was going to be too hot at this stage. Uh, he is bouncing up and down.
1: It's really good. Is it? Really good. Right. Okay. It looks horrendous. <laughs> I know it does. It looks horrendous. It looks like you've got Colgate all over it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's not too hot. No, it's not too oh, hot I'm at all. I'll give this a go. But it, um, it's the peanut butter. For Something about the peanut butter kind of works because that's like slightly salty. And then you've got the marshmallow in there with the sweetness. But, um, I don't know, I could see that would, that would kind of work. You see the Americans are on a good thing here. Tastes absolutely incredible. Doesn't it? Absolutely incredible. Dentists of the UK oh, yeah. would hate it. <laughs> Best toasty of the year so far. Casey, thank you very much. God bless America. The Daily Takeaway. Bush
2: and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway.
1: There's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. One final question about our KFC uh, pro level, elite level yeah. KFC chat from earlier on. Uh, I was going to ask you about a side... What? Popcorn chicken. Popcorn what? chicken. You can't have a side of chicken with chicken. Of course you can. No, you can't. You can't. It's
0: KFC. It's, it says it in the title. This is madness. Definitely cut popcorn chicken. I no, love popcorn
1: chicken. Uh, barbecue beans.
0: Uh, no. Corn on the cob. Gravy if need be and dip your chips. <laughs> I'll
1: wait until I get down to Andover.
0: <laughs> <laughs>